This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, what's up, everybody? December 17th and 18th, I will be at the West Palm Beach Improv. Tickets are almost sold out, so go there. I'm coming to Florida. Freedom, baby, I love it. December 26th to the 31st, co-headlining with Sal Volcano. Sally, babes, we're gonna have a great time. We'll be in Texas, Missouri, and Ohio. Get the tickets. And then Chrissy Theaters, everybody, hashtag CTE. The tour begins January 29th, the Borgata. Go check out all the cities. January 14th, 15th, we're gonna be in Austin, Texas, too, at the Vulcan Gas Company. We're gonna have a good, good time time so go to christycomedy.com also patreon.com slash christycomedy for all the content the chris and eddie show we just put out is fantastic and tt jerry's bucket list show at patreon.com slash christycomedy i mean if you want to feel good for the holidays just watch this show because the one that we're putting out this week is amazing we bought tt a car and it's just you're gonna cry you're gonna jerk off it's good it's good you're gonna laugh and come patreon.com slash christycomedy christycomedy.com for tickets listen if you're looking for a last minute christmas gift buy someone tickets to the shows why the hell not i would like to receive that my mother bought me tickets to my own show because she forgot that it was christmas she forgot about her only child all right man i want to eat so bad i want i'm gonna eat whole wheat pizza What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos, coming to you live from the sunroom. Homeless Pimp is back there. He's got on a red shirt because he's in the Christmas spirit. And I brought in my guest all the way from Delaware. Now he lives in New York City. He's not wearing socks. As soon as he came in, he took a shit in my guest bathroom. Ian Fine Dance, everybody. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me on. I had to bless you with a little Delaware Dude. doozy. Yeah, little Delaware doozy. <laughs> Delaware doozy. Right when That's I walked the merch. in. That's your merch. Delaware yes. doozy. And it's a turd with your face on it. Yes. Okay? Yeah. So... And then also we got uh this is my man uh this is my man uh Jeremy from Cartel Hair Studio in Soho. Nice. I yeah. love it. So what can you do? Listen, Ian, by the way, he smells good, Jeremy. By the way, he's got green hair. He's uh he's not an Antifa, I don't think, but we'll find out. Um so so uh dude, I'm so happy to get you on the pod. You're a bisexual. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's get into it. Like a man's ass. Let's jump right in. No, because I've said on the podcast many times that I don't think it was possible Mm -hmm. for a man to be bisexual. A woman goes bisexual and I get that. You know, everyone has gay experiences, whatever. Mm -hmm. But a man, I thought once you, once you are with a guy, you're gay. But Common misconception. Thank you. Explain it. I love. Just because I fix a toilet, that don't make me a plumber. Exactly, dude. Yeah, and I'm gonna need a plumber after the doozy you just dropped. <laughs> yeah. How did you like the Thanksgiving, uh, the uh, the reindeer Christmas decorations? I we have? loved it. It really made me feel like I'm in a home because you have space to put those decorations away. Yes, each season. Yeah, and you you share that that you share that you have the honor of the only people that use that guest bathroom are the guests. Yes, the homeless pimp and TT Jerry. Wow, our transgender friend from the show. I love it. Yeah, and I gotta say, TG Jerry, quite a looker. You like TT. That's my my look. Is that and your type in a man? Truthfully, in in a in a trans woman, anyone that looks like a Dominican basketball player, I'm into. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's that's what I like. Yeah. So so when did so 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 you say that what you can go? You're now have a girlfriend, yes. and you could fully see the rest of your life with this woman, and yes. that's fine. Yes. I mean, look, 
being with dudes, I feel like was my like Bowie phase, <laughs> you know, right. like it's kind of like, uh, you know, when you're in a diet, you kind of want to have a cheat day with sure. dick sometimes. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, exactly. it doesn't mean you, you blew your diet. Unless the guy's name was Diet. What? <laughs> when was your first male kiss? My first male kiss? As a matter kiss? of fact, you know what? Diet. Dye my hair. No, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when was your first male kiss? My, well, I got to tell you, uh, my first male kiss wasn't until my 20s, but my first male thing was from like 11 to 22, 23. Wow. Me and this dude had a secret thing. It was like suburban Brokeback Mountain. We'd hook up and oh, then bro, fight Delaware. each other in public. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain in Delaware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was wild. Oh, but man. we would never kiss because that's fucking gay. <laughs> <laughs> we would just blow each other behind a public school at night and be like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. So you guys were blowing each other <laughs> yeah, yeah. at 11? Yeah. Wow. No, but no, never 11 was... was uh, hand job over the pants behind the um, utility shed at the, <laughs> at the grade school. And then... Outside the stop and shop. Blowing happened later. And then kissing was with an, a different guy in like, I think my, my 20s. Well, that's interesting. My first like whatever was with a trans woman that I kiss a guy You later. know what's interesting too? And, and again, I would probably feel... And it's just, just a, uh, you know, I don't know, but hopefully you can answer it. I think I would might feel gayer kissing a guy on the mouth than blowing him. Yes. I would feel less gay giving a guy a blowjob than it Yes. Does. Did you feel the same? Totally. Like blow. It's kissing is way more intimate. Right. You know. Than a blowing. And uh, yeah. And you know, it's like. I sometimes I'd be with a guy and he'd like moan or something. I'd be like, bro, you're fucking gay. <laughs> but I'd have to take his dick out of my mouth to say that. <laughs> Wait, so, and how did you guys, how did you find each other? Like, cause that's a pretty, I would think at 11 years old to find another. Now, is this guy, man now, is he bisexual as well? Or is he fully? No, dude, gay. he's fucking married with Jesus tattoos. He's a he went like the other way. So how did you guys find each other then? Like, what, You just kind of know. You just you know, knew, I guess. Here's the thing. A lot of guys have had experiences with other boys when they're younger. It's a part of like, uh, psychologically, it's like, you know how as a child, lying is a phase yeah. so they can test their reality and boundaries, see what they can get away with. Yeah. Some guys and girls have that, like, sexually. Yeah. And I know this because in fifth grade, I would go to the library and look this up because I was so afraid I was gay. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. hated myself for it. So, uh, yeah. And I think a lot of guys have had experiences with that. Or yeah. if it's not physical, they've, like, jerked off with their friends looking at porn. They think they're gay. And then yeah. they live with that their whole life. Just because you fooled around with a dude doesn't make Me you gay. Yeah. I, well, I used to do not only do the circle jerks but i would do i remember one time with one of my friends growing up with we just wanted to see what each other's penises smelled like yeah so we were smelling each other's penis and balls shut which is, up i mean yeah is that how you're paying for this haircut <laughs> yeah dude yeah my friend is jeremy that's why he dyed his hair blue yeah, yeah and he's yeah. become a full yeah, fucking yeah. lesbian he takes his pants off he's like i gotta give you a high and tight <laughs> yeah no i um i uh yeah so that's interesting that you say that and it's and it's actually cool 
And I, I think for some of the guys listening who probably have never heard that said out loud, yeah. it's like a lot of men have had gay experiences totally. growing up and it doesn't mean that you're gay. Like you no. can just- and then they think it defines them. No. And then I think a lot of them become over the top to overcorrect and then they get rejected by a woman and they like- feel this anger because they're like, I got rejected. I'm fucking gay. I knew it. Yeah. You know, and I think it, it more and doesn't more, make you gay. I think Ian, I think Ian, you know, is, 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 you know, was born whatever it was 30, 35 years ago, but is go is like represents a part of a progressive future. And more and more men, I think as the years go on, will be, will be uh half a homo like Ian. I totally, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I and that's a positive have, thing. So you hated yourself for being gay. You said when you were younger, Yeah, dude, I grew up Catholic. When, when did you embrace the gay? I like around 32. Wow. Yeah, I ca I thought that was going to be a thing I die with. Like I right. thought once I told people they'd hate me, whatever, and uh no, it's it's a uh, really no big deal. I mean, I get shit for it, but it's made me like tougher. Of course. Know? Well, well, do you feel now in your relationship with your girlfriend like you're just so into her that like, if you hooked up with another guy now, would you consider that cheating? Or is that part of your life over? Or you totally. don't know? It, it's, it's over. She is everything I want in a person. And with guys, it was never intimate. It was never emotional. It was, it was like sexual. a physical thing. Yes. It was just like yeah. like uh, alpha, like hunter yeah. and prey, like right. this sexual thing. Right. And I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. I'm totally sober. It was almost like a high. And... Guys are much easier to get than girls. Yes. You can order a guy to your apartment like yeah. seamless. You well, know? Uh, I know. <laughs> do you like, want what one? Am I in the what do you want? Tie? Do you Whoa. want? Do you want that? Well, we got make a jerk chicken. Let's we have do a, it. Yeah, we you have know? a seamless. It's called TT Jerry. Whoever he's with right yes. now, the guy in the front seat. But you know, it's interesting because TT Jerry has told us many, many times on this podcast. And granted, it was in prison. I know there's different dynamics there, but it's a lot easier than you think. She would always say to flip a straight man to have a gay experience or two because it's. Just just sex it's yes. not like the stereotype of of homosexuality comes from the media and television all that when really throughout history you look back at history there was you know we've again we've talked about it many times on previous podcast history hyenas on this podcast but the band of thieves the sacred tribe of thieves or band of thieves was a, a was a, a war party in the greek army that would have sex with each other the men would have sex with each other the night before the battle because they were like it was like empowering what better way to bond that's what they said bond yes. and they said if i if i basically just had sex with you i'll protect you in yes. battle so so it's this thing it's like this scrutiny uh, that comes over people when they're like, oh, you know, uh, ashamed of a gay experience. When I think now we're getting to the point in, in life where it's like, everybody has them, you know? Yeah. I don't think anybody, I think even the hardest guys have ever, you never had one pimp? That you want to share? Um, Liar! <laughs> <laughs> Your sunglasses say otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you're gay. Shout out, TT. Yeah, no. So, but no, but that's cool because because I, I was fascinating because you know you meet many bisexual women, but maybe there's a lot uh, you don't meet many uh, open and proud bisexual men. That's what I'll no, say. No, there are like none out there because there's a lot of shame for it and. Whatever, who cares? And I, I, it kind of pisses me off because all these different like demisexual, pansexual, blah yeah. blah. It's that's erasing bisexuality, which is basically all those things. Right. I like who I like when I like them. I yeah. do what I want when I want. I don't even really think like like yes, I guess by definition I'm bisexual, but I'm just myself. Yeah, and you're you're who you are. I never really let. I've never felt a part of that like community. You know? Right. 
Right. And uh, I always, and, and I've never, that's how I'm like, I'm way more uh, straight than I am. But I feel like it's a spectrum, you know? Sure. And it's, it's, uh, I've never been attracted to a friend. I've never pined for like a friend at a sleepover. You no. know what I mean? Like, no, I would never break that boundary. It's always been kind of like a one and done. I've tried to like have a, I've dated trans women, but I've never dated like a guy. See, yeah, yeah, see, see, I think like what you said, it really uh, nailed it is you're just who you're you like this whole thing of especially something like sexuality. You cannot put that in a box at all. That cannot be black and white. Like it is so much. It's so much, and it should not be black and white. No more interracial dating. Yes. No, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> Finally, we're getting to Get it. We're back. in Staten Island. Purity. Where no, CRT is a battle cry. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. I know. All the neighbors come out like, what bisexual? Hit him. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. hit him with the semolina bread. Yeah, yeah. Um, their, their pasta sauce starts bubbling. Yeah, They're like, oh. oh, the sauce is done because there's a flamer in here. <laughs> what, what, you got a question, Pim? I got a question. What was your most embarrassing gay moment? Uh, nice embarrassing gay moments. Uh, I don't know, like coming early with a Chinese guy in Norway. Ooh, you know, <laughs> wow, bang a Chinese guy in Norway. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. You'd have a better chance of seeing a reindeer. Is it, is it shame, <laughs> shameful to come early in a gay thing? No, I get. Well, we the Chinese there was like, have tight assholes. There was like it's a hard. ton of dirty talk and like a lot of shit, and then like you know, like I'm gonna blah blah and all night blah blah, and then like we started hooking up, and I came early, and I was like, I made an oops. <laughs> and he was like, I'm just going to go hang out with my friends. Oh my and God. I was just sitting Wait. there with like cum on my belly. Like this, I got to make That's different decisions. That's interesting too. Yeah, because because in Norway, like and one one time, this guy at like three a.m. Here's a lot of gay guys. They're too big for their britches. They're they're it. super superficial it. and like you have to look a certain way. Like at three a.m., this guy on Grinder, we, we were talking, and he sent me. I got a nice hog, but I sent him a pic, and he goes, "No, too small." And I was Please. like, and I said, "Listen, pal." It's 3 a.m. and this is the best you're gonna get. So fucking, <laughs> let's do this. So I rode to my bike. I rode my bike to Bedsty, yeah. and then we hooked up. And then afterwards, I was like trying to joke, and he's like, "You're being weird." And I was like, "All right, well, I guess Dude, I gotta go." That's funny. Straight up, it's the best you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, is there anything from gay sex that you bring to straight sex? I think uh, no, I. I don't know. I think being with everyone makes you a better lover because you're more attentive to people's needs. I will say I'm terrible at blowjobs. It makes me empathize with women. <laughs> right. That's a lot of work well, down you there. Do, you do look like you're a handsome guy, but you do look like you'd give a very toothy blowjob. That's one thing I've, I will say. About, and nah. I don't know. But it seems, and also, well, but see, but well, see, let me get under that little smock. Come here, get under, <laughs> get under here, baby. You want a wart in your mouth? Oh God, no! Uh, uh, so, so <laughs> this is a wild pod. Uh, I love it. Uh, speaking Woo! of speaking of warts, speaking of warts, Alec Baldwin's back in the news. Uh, his wife and him and his wife Hilaria delete Twitter accounts days after Rust interview. So what? now they're deleting their Twitters. They're starting to back up. Alec, he might go to jail. Actually, now you saw that. He went on and got interviewed and claims he didn't pull the trigger, but the gun went off. But the gun went off, which is not that possible. Can, that can happen with an old style, like heavy uh, hammer gun. 
Oh, so he's actually not lying then, so Baldy. I don't think so. We, we don't know right now. It, it's kind of weird. Is it all? Is it all distraction? Some of those for like the old school trial? guns are. Ooh. Is it all distraction? Or the George Soros-funded DAs in liberal cities? Yes. Anyway, T- talk uh, about what? that. What no, he was telling us before the show started? No, I wasn't. Jeremy was. Well, he goes. Well, he goes like this. He goes. He goes. Uh, he goes. Yeah, man. We were just talking about something, and then and Ian just pops out. He goes. Yeah. He goes. And I, I'm. I'm pretty sure that George Soros is funding almost every. Poli- uh, Every politician and mayor and every Daily liberal- UK, look it up. Yeah, he goes. He goes. Yeah, they're funding every politician and every mayor in every liberal city. Can I go out and smoke a cigarette? Like it got, <laughs> it got too stressful for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, Woo! it's probably true though. At this point, it's probably true. And uh, I got bad news for you folks. They said today in New York that five to eleven year olds, in order to eat inside, are going to need a vaccine shot. So if you were Nuh-uh. planning your party at Chuck E. Cheese, the kid better be vaxxed. Wow, <laughs> really? Chuck E. Cheese has to get vaccinated. That rat pussy. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they, I swear to God, Chuck E. Cheese better come out with a fucking syringe in his arm like Big Bird did. Dude, he comes out. They show him getting the vaccine, and then he turns gay and he blows a moose as a drummer. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, so yeah, because you know it's one of those things where that I it's it's weird because your experience, your sexual experience is not rare, but how open you are about it is rare, and that's what sets you apart not only in life but also in comedy because you're the only guy. I always thought, I always said, I told him, I said, I feel like Ian could have a, a TV show if you wanted oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know because your life is wild, and you look like the way the look that you have is the look like if I was gonna do if like we were in the Amazon in some tribe that had never been outside the Amazon, and they were like, "What does a comedian look like?" I would show them. A picture. <laughs> I'm like, that is the standard the, yeah. classic. The first thing an Amazon tribe asks when they realize yeah. there's life outside their tribe. Yeah, that, it's this bisexual Jew face. <laughs> like, where can I put this spear through my nose? And also, what does a comedian look like? Yeah, I feel like you look like an illustration of a comic. Like, you're exactly what they're supposed to look like. Yeah. Just glasses, fun mustache, yeah. sucking cocks. Bopping around, yeah. living my best life. From down. Delaware, yeah, it's a fucking mess, yeah, man, dude. Fucking no, great. And your energy is, is 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 so great. Thanks, man. We were saying, we were saying that um, uh, you're like a guy because comedy and entertainment and life, whatever you're doing in life, whatever your job is, these things are so difficult. It's difficult enough to be good at whatever your career is at. So people sometimes make it more difficult, and I think it's from insecurity by being very difficult to get along with and mm-hmm. being a dick and making you don't do that you're no. one of those guys where you're like you're great on stage and then you're just so easy and chill to Thank hang you, out bro. with so you get opportunities from that and that's just like a good thing you know in life is like yeah. you're gonna get more and more opportunities in whatever your career is if you're just an easy to get along with person that's yeah. all you have to do and what you're power of that is is if the boss is male or female you could go down on either one of them yeah and then just get, get promoted so yeah there's no like literally if you're a human being with the pulse ian will suck it i'm knocking doors down going give me a promotion <laughs> yeah i don't care what, what you got down there now speaking of promotions chris cuomo got fired from cnn yesterday or two days ago for the allegations of being involved with his brother andrew cuomo's sexploitation stuff what okay go ahead why are they getting fired for these sexual allegations which are very uh 
you know, Cuomo, Cuomo was like, oh, you got your hair in a bun. And this one's like, fired. Yeah. But then he had thousands of people dying and right. all these different things that people were like, well, under the rug. Yeah. Like Cuomo, he didn't do his job with journalistic integrity by investigating his own brother for the deaths of thousands of elderly people. Yeah. And they're like, ah, whatever, shit happens. And then the second something sexual comes up, they're like, get the fuck out. Yeah. This is wrong. Because How I dare you because i think again it's probably more stuff that <clears throat> society picks and chooses mm -hmm. what they want to do and when you want to go down like i kind of feel like all these people that have went down for sex stuff they the powers that be knew about it for a long time right. it's just when are we going to drop the hammer on you right so it's all even if the people come out and say they're doing it because they're good people and things have to change you're it's always to benefit you Right. It's always in some way to benefit CNN, to benefit the, they're all, and now they all turn on each other immediately. The president, Jeff Zucker or Zuckerberg of CNN and Chris Cuomo were like notable, like best friends. And now Cuomo's turning on him turn, and he's turning right. back on Cuomo. So it's all bullshit. But I do think he probably needed to get fired anyway, just because you can't, he never addressed, like it hurts your journalistic integrity. I think when your brother is involved in such a scandal, yes. you have to comment on yes. it as you commented on yes. everybody else's stuff. And it, because you didn't, and it just puts you in a position where, you know what, it's best to just move on yeah. from the media and do something else. He'll have a podcast or a fucking cooking show. Yeah. And then I'll try to be a guest on, I'm going to yeah. be a guest on the Nick Cannon show <laughs> oh this week. God. I swear to God. Nah, yeah. Really? Yeah. They, they're going to, they want to talk about, they created a panel to talk about toxic masculinity shut up i'm the only white guy it's me uh nick cannon dj envy and you know some somebody else incredible dude it's like yeah man they're like they're like hey stay away from this stay away from that stay away from this stay away from that i'm like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and then as soon as those cameras roll i'm gonna let it fucking rip i'm gonna try to bomb just the way i bombed on the wendy williams show <laughs> Oh um, my God. Nick Cannon's going to be like, hey, I'm going to say a lot of things about whites and Jews being cockroaches. Yeah. I'm going to read Farrakhan speeches. Yeah. And then the second you're like, well, you know, they're like, silence, white. No, that, that's that's what I want to do. At the end of the segment, I just want to be like, Nick, I just, you know, it's an honor for you to be here. I just have one question for you. Aren't Jews good people? <laughs> <laughs> and then let them just be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh god dude oh i'm gonna god. fucking bomb on this speaking of bombs it. elon musk haircut what do we think i actually don't wow. hate it but what do you think i mean he looks like roger klotz he does look like roger klotz it's terrible now also you, he used to be a bald guy yeah that's do you remember the, that yeah so it's not so this is hair hair plugs hair follicles. i don't know but dude he got robot his his hair is robotic <laughs> yeah but see guys they do this I think because, you know, listen, you're so, I think when you're so rich, like what makes you happy? What's fun for you? You have to probably get a shit haircut. In fact, let him just talk about me in the news a little bit, right? I mean, because yeah. what, same thing with John Travolta. Like, see, oh, that's a good, that's something I wanted to ask you. John Travolta, mm -hmm. my friend has a theory who also is, you know, claim, you know, I guess would be another bisexual man. But my friend says that, he, because my friend is a very good looking guy, very muscular guy, says that he also follows a similar path to John Travolta. And we're like, okay. He said John Travolta, as and my friend, had so much sex with so many women that they got bored of pussy and yeah. then went to guys. Yeah. Now, I say that might be true, but you're also 
I think my friend is gay and just doesn't want to admit it, which is fine. It's his choice. But do you think that there's some truth to that? Can you get bored of women and just want to spice it up and then you try a guy? I don't know. I mean, look at the way pornography is going. Right. Like to where it's no, it's now it's such a weird world yeah. in pornography where it's like all these different taboos are becoming mainstream because I think people get to a certain point where yeah. they just need more and then it gets weirder. Yeah. I stopped looking at porn and it's been the healthy. best. Because you look like you're in an extremely healthy relationship with your girl. Like, I am. It's I, really nice. I know man. social media doesn't show all the parts. It shows the good parts. But I, there was one post where you two were riding a bike and I'm like, you can't fake that. Yeah. They're having like <laughs> natural it's happiness. It's really nice, man. Which is awesome, man. It's really nice. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm happy. trying to stop. I'm, I'm not watching as much porn. Um, but I've been the type of porn I am watching now is the anime cartoon. What? So yeah, that's why. What? Yeah, my girl what? was like, "What? Do you, how do you want me to dress up?" I was like, "If you can just go, get in the metaverse, that'd be great." <laughs> can you go in the computer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I've been it, watching anime porn, but I'm start. I, I've also feel the same. I feel the same. Um, sickness with porn and I feel that like the way I'm starting to feel about social media and have been feeling about social media for a long mm -hmm. time about how it's ruining me it's going to ruin the uh, society it's going to uh, it could ruin my relationship with my children I do feel about porn yeah. I want I know that it's extremely unhealthy and toxic for you well like dude I, I you know you said the thing about me like uh, being open about being bisexual I'm also open about being you know like a recovering alcoholic and drug addict because the most important thing to me has been like comedy and trying to be as authentically who I am on stage and my life wasn't matching that because I had that like secret right. and I definitely have boundaries and like things I keep to myself but I try to live as authentically as I can and it's made me so much happier and I'm eliminating everything from my life that doesn't bring me joy and pornography and masturbation doesn't bring me joy you don't anymore. even jerk off no I don't feel good about it even it doesn't if you're just make me happy what anymore. if you're on the road alone that is tough. Yes. That the road yeah. alone is yeah. very hard. Yeah, I want to give I want to give That is incredibly difficult. I want to give a quick shout out to um the Kimpton Palomar in Phoenix, Arizona. I gave the uh cows cleaning service there a hefty hefty tip cuz I did I did jerk off and come on almost everything. So yes. I apologize. Yes. I was I was I was in a low place. I was very lonely on the road and I man I mean I'm the pillowcases, the sheets, the lamp. I oh, really man. went crazy, but I was on the road feeling bad about myself, which is almost impossible. Yes. Because it's like, hey man, especially you being a recovering addict, it's either you're gonna jerk off or you're gonna have a beer. What's yeah. it gonna be? Are you gonna jerk off in a beer and drink it? What, yeah. you know? I mean, I look, I just call that college. And, <laughs> so what, I, what was your rock bottom? Uh, for what? For either. Drugs I and mean, alcohol. Let's do drugs and alcohol. How many do you fucking, how much time do you have? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. My bottom, I kept, I had, I had a shovel and I kept on digging. You know? Do you remember, uh, was there a moment when you said, I got to clean, I got to get I clean? I do not remember the specific day I quit drinking because it was such an insane time that I just say like the second week in April. How because many years sober I don't. I haven't had a drug or drink since uh, April 2015. Wow. But I'd been trying since 2008. And I'd get like oh, wow. sober time. And like I've lived in halfway houses. I worked in a halfway house. I lost it all. And uh, wow, so I just kept, uh, you know, like I, I don't even really remember the last. I do have a picture 
of the last time I did coke and my jaw <laughs> is on the other side of the street. It is the most gnarly thing you've ever seen. Can you send us that picture? Can we post it, it yes. somewhere? Or yes. is he comfortable with that? It is. I okay. mean, dude, it is. I have that and a mugshot that yeah. I'll look at and be like, nope. Dude, you the know. mugshot, I think when you do your, your first special, because it's oh. coming, it should, the, or some should be the yeah. mugshot. Cause, yeah. Because how far you've come. Oh, you know? totally. Yeah. But like, dude, I, I would do a thing where like, because I, th I think like a big part of alcoholism and drug addiction when you're quitting in like your 20s and everything, everyone else around you is doing it. And if you don't take care of yourself every single day, you start to go, oh, it wasn't that bad. I can do it again. I can, right. you know. And then like I would always just be like, no, nah, I got it, you know. Right. And like one time I, I went to a, this is crazy. And I don't know what you believe in like the universe or things outside yourself, but I believe I should be dead like 10 times over and sure. I'm not. And that's part of the reason why I'm like so uh, chill, I guess, is because I know how bad shit can get. And I, yeah. not a lot matters when you put things in perspective. Yeah. And uh, dude, I, I went to a meeting and I was, I had whiskey in my car and I was like, all right, dude, when I get out of the meeting, what year I'm going to drink this. Oh, fuck. This is years ago. This is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is like 20. 15 maybe 24 so, so, you, so you're in that so you haven't went fully sober yet you're still you're in that period of trying going back no, and dude, forth i was i would be sober for like two years i really? lived in a halfway house wow. Yes. wow and i like started drinking in the halfway house right and i i just i wasn't taking care of myself i i was making other things a priority so, so what's different about this time being sober or is it just the idea of well i gotta hear this story you're in the car oh we got to hear the rock bottom story. You're about to tell a crazy story. Oh, with the whiskey. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that first. Well, this is like just crazy how I, I think there are like little winks and nods in the universe that are telling you like you're on the right path. You're doing the right thing, you know, right. and it's you just got to be open to seeing them. And a couple of things smacked me in the face and I, I was like, no, 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 that means nothing. And then I kept going my route and it fucked me like I, I. I had whiskey in my car and I was like, all right. And I was like, I couldn't get a day sober. And I was like, all right, dude, go to this meeting. And when you get out, don't drink the whiskey yet. Go to the meeting. When you get out, go to the car and you can have your whiskey. Right. And I put, it was from the night before. And I put like a little Coke in the, in the whiskey, you know? Okay. And, uh, so I go to the meeting, I come out, I go to my car, the bottle of whiskey had exploded. They, it was, it, it, I guess like the sun overheated, popped, broke, no wow. whiskey, whiskey all over the seat. And I go, oh shit, I got to go get another bottle. <laughs> so you didn't take it as a that, sign. That was instead of going, wow, that's a fucking act of the <laughs> Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, doing for me what I cannot do for myself. I was like, well, time to go to the liquor store. <laughs> yeah. So I, I went, I got another thing of whiskey. That night I went out, I'm drinking a 40 on the street. These cops, God bless, back the blue, came up and, and they go, uh, hey, you're drinking, you got to throw it out or we're going to arrest you. I go, okay, I'll throw it out. Threw it in a trash can, peeked around to make sure they left, went back in the trash can, picked it up so I could finish it. I go on the train. I'm drunk asking strangers for heroin and oh these cops God. come up to me and they're like, dude, you're drinking in public. They go, look, we, we just got to run your thing and if you got nothing, we'll let you go. Pour it out. I go, all right. Turns out I had a warrant for a fucking... Drinking in public, I didn't pay. Uh -huh. I thought I paid, so they ran a warrant on me, and I got locked up that night. Wow. And it's all because I straight up kept 
two chances to to something took alcohol away from me and i was like no nah, i gotta get it back and then i had a job interview the next day oh my god and i'm in jail overnight <laughs> in a cramped cell some guy's trying to fucking drink water and he's going through the dts and he's shaking and all these fucking people are throwing their oranges at him <laughs> and i'm drinking a, I'm, I'm eating a ham cheese and mayo sandwich at 6 a.m going to the other guys i'm staying up all night i'm like when do you think we'll get out i have a job interview <laughs> And they're hating me. So finally, I see the lawyer in the cage and all these guys know each other. And when they leave, they're like, you know, they open the door and they're like, all right, stay off, fam, blah, blah. You know, we're all friends. Yeah. And then when I see the lawyer in the cage, I get out and I swear to God, this guy goes, good luck at the interview, faggot. <laughs> so then I go to the job interview and I hadn't slept. So I did a bunch of coke to fucking keep me up. Oh. I go to the interview and the guy's like, how's your day been? <laughs> in my head flashing shirtless guys doing push-ups calling me a fag this guy's shaking and shitting I'm trying to sleep on a bench with half my body on it being like well, when do we leave and then I just had to be like it was fine <laughs> you know? oh my god and I got the job and I lost it because I, I got the Shout job out that guy. and you know who got me the job interview my coke dealer so I could keep paying him for more coke <laughs> Yes. Yes. Dude. Oh, I love it. Yeah, dude. it was gnarly. And that still wasn't your rock bottom. No, I would <laughs> wake up early so I could go to the liquor store to drink Georgie on the way to work, oh. puke in the bathroom, and then go back and be a fucking mess. Sorry. Hell. Oh. Anyway, leave that name out. Oh, yeah, yeah. They still oh, send God. me emails to be my financial advisor. <laughs> well, dude, that's wow. why. Yeah. See, you think. You... I'm, I'm swigging vodka and then I'm having to tell people about the Pinsky files. I was oh, like an administrative God. assistant. I didn't well, know what I was the doing. The truth is, like, a lot of the people that are working, especially now that have jobs, just know that they probably were doing heroin in jail the night before. <laughs> most people, <laughs> most people that. You know, like I always think of like people that like those kids that work in amusement parks, like they're all on crack yeah. testing. Oh, yeah. to, and, and I'm like, really? As, are me and my kid in this thing safe? Are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They're nodding out. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck. Dude, well, it, it gives me so much empathy because I've been there and I know how, you know, far down the scale you can fall. And I've never begged. Although I did pass out one time. I didn't have enough money to get home. And I passed out in the street and I held my hat out. And when I woke up, I had enough money to get back. What? Which was awesome. But, wow, uh, dude, Delaware, you I'd, so that no, works? that was on the Lower East Side. What? Uh, yeah, this was like 2006. Uh, but how much money did you get in the hat? I don't know. I got like 12 bucks. Why I could have walked home, but I just passed out. So, uh, you know that I love manscape. You know, I love shaving my balls and I want to, I want you to shave your balls. I want to, I'm going to use manscape to shave my nuts and cock so smooth that I want literally when we're putting up ornaments on the Christmas tree, I want two of those ornaments to be my freshly shaved testicles. That's what I want because I know Vinny's going to cut them off any day now. She's getting closer and closer. So I want literally like that's a stocking stuffer. If you're not putting manscaped, if you're not putting manscaped razors in your stockings for Christmas, you're an asshole. Even dude, honestly, you should be shaving. I, I can't tell you the pleasure. One of the best parts of my day is shaving my taint with manscaped. The lawnmower, the performance package 4.0. I mean, dude, I've given it to all my friends. I would say if you're my friend, you know that you've gotten a Manscaped. You've gotten some type of Manscaped product at some point for your birthday or for a holiday. And I've told you I've bought it, but I haven't. They send me stuff and I give it to my friends. I take one for me and then I give it to my friends. But honestly, Manscaped, uh, uh, 
if you're you know just want to i have my my dick my cock and balls haven't bled from shaving in a long time they bled from masturbating and stuff like that but they haven't bled from shaving the the, the crop preserver ball deodorant dude my ball you got to see how good my ball smell if you have crop preserver on and you come to the show i want to sniff your balls i'll do it on camera and you can get a discount right now. And this is good for holidays. This is good. Go to manscaped.com slash chaos. That's manscaped.com slash chaos. Get 20%, 20% off plus free shipping. So manscaped.com slash chaos, 20% off plus free shipping. I'm telling you, dude, you're going to love it. Say happy holidays to your freshly shaven cock and balls. Even Santa's shaving his cock for you to get down the chimney. We talk about, sometimes we talk about shaving your hair. Now we're talking about keeping your hair, Okay. If you are suffering from male pattern baldness, which two out of three men will experience at some point in, some point in their life uh, by the time they're 35, 50, that's 50 million men. There are only two FDA-approved medications that could prevent hair loss, and guess who offers them both? Keeps, baby. Keeps, keeps, keeps. If you're a bald little ferret, little bald little baby bitch, and you, wanna, and, and, and you see it, it's preventative, you start taking these pills, and then I'm telling you, in, in just a few quick months, your hair's going to start to grow back. It is unbelievable. It is low cost. Treatment started just $10 a month. Prevention is key. Treatments can take up to four to six months to see results. More five-star reviews than any of its competitors. If you want to take action and prevent hair loss right now, I'm talking about taking action to prevent hair loss, not taking action to prevent a protest to take action to prevent hair loss go to keeps.com slash chaos to receive your first month of treatment for free dude it's free so even if you don't have male pattern baldness just get it it's free dude why the hell not i would pop it just take it i'll do one on the chris and eddie show keeps.com slash chaos first month free that's keeps.com slash chaos I never like really actively begged, but I know how it starts because when you leave jail, if you don't get your belongings, they keep it locked up. I had no money on me. I had no Metro card. I didn't even have my wallet. And I, I thought for a second about just standing up and being like, ladies and gentlemen, I just got out of incarceration. Oh my God. You know, yeah. Start doing stand up. Oh dude, I swear to God, at the time I also had a job where I was an audience seat filler for like talk shows yeah. and I would go and they pay you and I would steal all the sandwiches to like eat for the week. And so I swear to God, um, I'm at the Steve Wilco show and I'm talking to some guy. Oh, I love that guy. And, and like, I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, oh, I just got out of prison. I was like, yeah, I just got out of jail too, you know, like trying to relate. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm like, what'd you do? He's like, ah, oh, years ago I set my mother on fire. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, what'd you do? I was like, drinking in public. <laughs> I set my mother on fire. Holy shit. Yeah, that's who's in the audience in these shows. <laughs> I set my oh, mother I hope on he's fire. in the audience for the Nick Cannon show. Oh my God. Dude. Yeah. No, but see, that's what I'm saying, dude. This is a, a freaking life and a story. And, and the thing is, is that's why I love talking to people and getting to, you know, ask questions that maybe they've, you know, never talked about before because it's like you walk, we had a guy, Nems, a, a rapper on the podcast last week. He was fantastic. He's, you ever seen on Bing Bong? You ever yes! Seen, we had Bing Bong on. No way. Yeah, it was great. Fuck your life. Fuck your life. I love that guy. <laughs> he sat in that exact chair. Yeah. So, so he, um, he was saying like, you know, when he was, cause he was homeless for a little while. And yeah. He was saying that, listen, you walk past homeless people and like, you know, you think of them as nothing, but we have a whole story. Totally. Home, you, we're just at a, just at a point in my life when I was homeless. Yeah. And it's like, you walk past so many people, you know, and like they have these stories where you're like, wow, like yeah. whatever. And I kind of feel like too, what you were saying before, what I was getting to 
before is I'm reading this book that that David Goggins book can't hurt me. You, you know that you know David Goggins. No. He was on uh, Joe Rogan's show, and he's like a Navy SEAL and just a phenomenal guy that uses his brain like c- c- taps into more of his his brain. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading it, and you know when you said you went through sobriety t- from 2008 to 2015, like so many people just give up. So many people just give up, but you kept going. Well, that's why I talk about it because, yeah. dude, I, I like. People and and that's the thing. Like, what's great about you, by the way, real quick, is you all you have like you have a mustache, <laughs> but you do have women's arms. But, what? But, no, but, but these no, are fucking no, no. hammers. No, bro. no, 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 no. And that's not. I'm not. I'm not dissing you. I mean, like women's, like a women's torso you have. But what? but that's it's, even worse. Than what you just? But said. you're in good shape. Like uh, you're turning me on. Yeah. But it's, you're in good you're shape. You're fucking smocks rise. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean that negative. I meant like a like a muscular in shape woman. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, go. I Jeremy, love it. don't laugh. Don't I make a sound. It. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Jeremy's hands smell good, dude. I know. I'm telling you, if you were getting air good, you'd be sucking his fingers. I know. <laughs> He's fucking cute. He's mid-transition. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. You're an estrogen. What's your case experience? <laughs> this. <laughs> now, I'd love to know, like, uh, how crazy did it get living in a halfway house? Like, what is that like? Oh, it's fucking gnarly, dude. What is a halfway house? I don't think a lot of people... I don't know. I've heard of it, but I don't think I understand it. I technically lived in... It's called like a three-quarter house. It's an Oxford house. A halfway house has um, like managers and you're very kind of like observed. This is more... It was all self-democratically run. So everyone in the house had a role. There was a chore coordinator, a comptroller, a treasurer a fucking, um, you know, president of the house. And each week we'd have meetings to go over the bills and all this stuff. What was was your role? It switched. You know, I I was chore coordinator for a while, you know, treasurer, comptroller, you know. Now, now, are you court mandated to have to live in a three quarters or a halfway house? No, some people are. So you chose to do that. But my house was great. It was called the Emmett house. It was the diamond of the north. Yes. Because (laughs) a ton of these other houses, I mean, the turnover rate was insane. People were smoking crack in their bedroom, whatever, whatever. My house, really good sobriety, really good guys. But... We let a couple people in, and I started a, a meeting in Delaware, in Wilmington, down the street from my mom's house. The same church, dude, this is crazy. The school I went to preschool is where I started an AA meeting years later. The fucking, where my mom, where my mom threw me a surprise 18th birthday party at a bowling alley is directly across the street from where I lived in the halfway house years later. It was like, if only the bowling ball was a crystal ball. Dude, that's freaking hysterical. So, okay. So then you live in the halfway house and the point, or the three quarters house, and the point is try to get off drugs there. No, no, no. You got to be sober to get in there. And it's just like, I wasn't taking care of myself when I was drinking and everything. And like, dude, you have chores you have to do. You have to check in. It teaches you how to be like an esteemable human. And you got to go to a certain amount of meetings a week and la, la, la. And uh, dude, I, I was, I have very fond memories of being in that house for a while because I really was of service in like that recovery community. It was great. It really gave me like, um, you know, a big part of recovery is getting sober and then giving it to someone else, like helping well, someone else, you know? Yeah, I, I've noticed that too. Like as I've gotten older, I feel so much better giving than getting. Yes. I just want to yes. give. That's all I want to do is get because and, I've and gotten we can't things. can't change 
any like yelling at people, arguing isn't gonna no. do shit. The only thing you can do is live a good life, try to make a difference in the little circle around you, and hope like a rock in a lake it ripples and other people feel the ripple. That's it. Yeah, and that's why, like you know, reading that David Goggins book, what you were saying, I was thinking about it because he he you know had to go through. Uh, he was a Navy SEAL, became a Navy SEAL, and you know that that famous Hell Week where you go through. You only you know Navy SEALs have to get through the thing called Hell Week where they only get to sleep four hours in seven Jesus. days and they get wake up and they have to do 20 hours of physical activity and it is crazy like just if you don't know what hell week is in the navy seals google hell week it is insane no. and david and if you don't make it through because a lot of guys quit like the hardest motherfuckers quit but even if you don't quit if you get medically like you break your leg or you get pneumonia, right, right. you get sent all the way back and that happened to david goggins twice and most times if you get through it once, but then you don't complete the course. They they have like a ninety nine percent. Nobody's coming back. They're like, I, I dude, the, the constitution to have that happen and go back and yeah. the drive to do it again. My God. Well, it's just one of those things where even reading that book, even knowing that there's a human being out there, and I know he's one of many, but there's a, just the fact to know that there's a human being out there that went through that three times. It's like I can get up and get on the elliptical for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's like I can go do a few sit-ups and not, I mean, they, they put them in the freezing cold. He did it with double pneumonia, all these things. And and so the power of the mind is like yeah. so insane. But the point is like, he had a lot of setbacks too and he just never totally. gave up. And you had a lot of setbacks and you just never gave up. And yeah. the truth of the situation is, is life, you don't know what's going to happen. Like right. I, uh, you know, like you could, your sobriety could fall again one it could day. It all then, go away in a heartbeat. And then you just, but then you just pick up the pieces and continue from there. Like, yeah, but a lot of people don't. That's when you're what in I'm rehab, saying. they're like, look to your left, look to your right. The person on your left will probably die and the other person will never be able to stop. Which yeah. person are you going to be? And you're like, holy shit. I'm, yeah. you know, just you just have to, to continuously keep going. Life, I, I can't explain. It just things happen. Does. Yeah. It is so incredibly hard to be a human being, you know? Right. And some people are just born with brains that the wires are a little they're not soldered to the motherboard as well as other people yeah you know? i think that i think i really think like we all have the same pretty much the same experiences everyone's living pretty similar yes. life it's just different levels yes. of it different and that's times. why it's fucked up to be like well you were this so you can't even talk on the, it's like i that's that's assuming i don't have empathy right you're just looking at me you don't know what i've been through i don't know what you've been through so right. don't operate on the level of like anger and hatred operate on the level of like who knows what you're going through i'm gonna yeah be as as nice and kind to you as possible because i don't know your fucking life yeah and we're also too i feel like we're all like just chemistry labs like it's like you and i are friends now because our chemistry matches up and yeah we, but 15 years ago it may not have so right. it's like somebody was like they've been my friend forever man i gotta it's like yo listen people change your friend yeah. who was your friend in kindergarten god willing you guys are still friends but i i don't think yeah. it's like big my, my best friends in my life i've met in the last five to ten years yeah. for the most part i have one or two friends who i've known for 20 plus mm. years and that's the rarity but the most people are like I'm pretty much my brain. They say your your frontal cortex doesn't form fully form until you're about 25. Yeah. So I think your friend should be post 25. Yeah. Listen, magic spoon, magic spoon, magic spoon. I've talked about it almost every episode. I love them. They are the absolute best. One of my favorite sponsors. I eat their cereal daily. Pimp eats their cereal daily. 
It's the best. It's 140 calories a serving. It's got no grams of sugar, 13 grams of protein, sometimes 14 grams, depending on the batch, and only four net carbs. It's a keto-friendly cereal. Get You don't have to feel guilty eating the favorite cereal you used to eat as a child. Magic Spoon, is the flavor is fantastic. I love it. got cookies and cream, maple waffle, chocolate, cinnamon, peanut butter, apple cinnamon. I know all the flavors. I love this fucking cereal. It's truthfully awesome, awesome, awesome. Buy it as a Christmas gift. Put it in your stocking or just eat it, dude. Santa's eating Magic Spoon right now. If I was going to get sent to the electric chair, which still could happen, my last meal is going to be Magic Spoon. My last meal will be Magic Spoon with some almond milk, and I'll eat a sliced banana off to the side. I don't even have to put it in the Magic Spoon cereal because Magic Spoon needs no improvement in flavoring. No improvement in flavoring at all. I will tell you that much. I love Magic Spoon, and I want to give you a discount. If you go to magicspoon.com slash chaos, that's magicspoon.com slash chaos, and use the promo code chaos, you're going to get $5 off your order. Magicspoon.com slash chaos. Use the code chaos. Save $5. Send me a picture of your spoon. Uh, December 10th and 11th, I'm going to be at Wisecrackers Comedy Club in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. Check it out. Going to be a fun time. December 26th, 9.30 Club, Iconic Rock Club. I'm opening for the Pie Tasters, Kill Lincoln, and Cat Bite. I'm the fucking ska king of comedy, dude. You got to come check it out. And uh, January 8th at uh, fucking some venue, St. Vitus, I'm opening for Catbite, uh, Jer, Teenage Halloween. It's going to be fucking awesome, dude. Come out, skank, laugh, have a good time. We're all going to die soon. You might as well come and have a laugh while the ship sinks. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I'm telling you, I know how to cook now. I'm Chrissy the Cook because of HelloFresh. It is awesome. I've made so many dishes. I mean, you know, from everything, they have all their holiday specials. I remember in the fall, they had the pumpkin cinnamon rolls. Now they got balsamic and fig beef tenderloin, pecan crusted salmon, all these holiday meals, chicken sausage, sweet potato soup. I made some of the turkey that they that they sent for Thanksgiving. It was fantastic. And the dessert, you know me, I'm Chrissy Sweets. Even though I'm trying not to be a fat, fat, fat piece of shit, I love sweets and the sweets that they have, which are pretty healthy for you, are so good. Ginger spice cake truffles, cherry cheesecake swirl bars, stick them up your ass. I love them. And it takes only 30 minutes or less to make a meal. It's so much cheaper than going out and ordering food. I spent $200 today on ordering food for me and the pimp. And all the pimp got was a salad. And all I got was a salad and three pizzas. Um, you're going to save an average of $65 per month when you order at HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. It's the best. And you're going to get, a. St- th- I think the value, the deal that HelloFresh gives us is probably the best value that I've ever heard of of any of our sponsors. Listen to this. If you go to HelloFresh.com slash chaos14 and use the code chaos14, you're going to get 14 free meals and three free gifts. So it's like, what do you want me, what? You're going to get 14 free meals and three free gifts if you just go to HelloFresh.com slash Chaos14. You're going to get free food. All you got to do is put in the promo code. Free food. HelloFresh.com slash Chaos14. Use the code Chaos14. 14 free meals and three gifts. I love it. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And if you are drugging and drinking, it puts your development into a state of rested development so that when you stop, you are still like, you know, mentally at that age of when you basically started drinking. Yeah. So we're working with a lot of people whose brains are not... 
yeah. fully working to the best of their capability because they're getting high all the time. They're fucking, yeah. you know, drinking or all the time. Or if you got abused, if you got like some yes. type of abuse in your life, like it'll mentally stunt you. I feel like I was one head injury away from becoming like some sort of, you know, we're all one traumatic <laughs> event away from being a serial killer. Seriously. Like. <laughs> you know? Seriously. And it might happen. Dude, you as a serial killer would be hilarious. Oh Dude, just out of your mind nuts because you'd be killing me. I'd be like, but your face looks so fun. <laughs> it looks like it's just jokes. Is this man. not the face you would want to see last before you die? Honestly, huh? I'd right? appreciate If I was dying, yeah. if I was in a bed, hospital bed dying, that would yeah. be my last wish. It's just like, just somebody get me Ian's face. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. You just shove you have cocaine all over your beard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck on your trip to heaven. <laughs> now give me your morphine. <laughs> now I have a question because you seem like this type of guy. Any ghost experiences? Yeah. We love this. Whoa. Um, I do love Ghostbusters. Ghost, good movie. Do you like the new one with the kids? Amazing. You like? Did the, you see it? I didn't see it, but Bro, a lot of people I saw say it's twice, not good. I cried. Who the fuck is saying it's not people good? People said the, the new Ghostbusters wasn't good. Who? Um, I'm forgetting. <laughs> Annie Potts, who was in it. No, 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 no I'm don't you dare! No, I'm She's kidding. an angel. I it love is Annie amazing. Potts. It hits everything that you want in a film, continuing the franchise that you grew up and loved. And the lead is a little girl, a black girl, a fucking whatever and they never make any big deal of it they're just people and characters that exist Which in I this love. universe i love they're just it is just natural yeah and it's not this celebrated thing it's just no they're people existing yeah, in you the world have to do the whole thing story like oh this black girl was mistreated by yeah the like cops. like Shut seth rogan's new christmas yeah. movie have you seen the preview oh for that God, there's such fucking jer- it's like if you're gonna make santa a jewish woman cool but to be like there's enough white santas it's like shut, shut the fuck up, up. with just the pandering you yes. pussy just if you really want the problems to go away then just start subliminally putting it there with no problems yes. and then we'll all start to get along when you just have yes. a jewish and you just have a, a yes. black girl when it just exists yes. you're living your life you just then you're just it starts to go away but the pro they don't want it to go away because they make money off yeah, the problems yeah, yeah. you know what i mean totally. so it's like it's all bullshit dude mm-hmm. yeah so i mean what what do you uh, what size waist do you uh-huh. Well, I fluctuate between a 30 and 31. Oh. I ride a bike everywhere, but I hurt my back, so I haven't been able to get on I was the helping bike. him out with his back. Yeah. Well, I, and, but you said a chiropractor got in there and just adjusted. Osteopath. An osteopath, right. And the, the, Speaking so, of ghost stories, this guy is a spiritual yeah. ghost witch doctor. Is he Asian? Healer. No. Oh. No. No, mostly because mostly Asians are. are Wait, are you talking about the osteopath or Jeremy? Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The. the because osteopaths are are ones that like you know osteo means bone so like they work with like the bones and like he just healed and I saw the way you got out of the car today you're looking good yeah because before I mean he was walking Ian was walking with a cane three yeah. weeks ago yeah. it was yeah. gnarly dude yeah and what, this never is how mean comics like are life. so some of the one of the comics like should we trip Ian it'd be funny hilarious, be like, uh, hilarious. he's like legitimate That's debilitated so funny and I was like yeah do it put it go to patreon.com slash Christy comedy <laughs> you want to see Ian just wipe out <laughs> Do you have a Patreon? Do you do that? No, I need to. Dude, man. the Patreon is the best. Especially- I just don't know what the extra thing I give people. Well, we give what we give on this show is we give an extra, just an extra episode, just like this. But it's like you kind of gotta like we go a little bit more wild, a little bit crazier. Mm-hmm. But we say a lot of. I feel like honestly, some of our best episodes are from the Patreon because. Okay. 
it's for like a smaller group of people, but those people, you know, paid money to be like a part of like our really yeah. like insular family. Mm -hmm. Family. So we kind of talk like we're we kind of talk like the mics and cameras aren't on oh, on the Patreon. Great. And I think it's a beautiful thing, not only for me and Pimp and as an artist, whatever, to just talk and be so free of anything getting canceled, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like. It it for the fan too. It's like, hey, I'm paying for like behind the wall access yeah. of this show. And also, I've been forcing Chris to do edibles. And yes, drink no way. No, that's yeah. the best. Wow. So we were doing. Dude, maybe I could do a Patreon if I get enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. relapse. You, I was gonna say. Whoa! I could do a podcast from Detox. That's what it is. That'd be great hey, for only as little as five dollars a month. Go to patreoncom Comedy. We'll watch Ian relapse yeah. and ruin his life. Maybe we'll even blow a guy again. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yeah, give all the money to Chris. So just use me. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, hopefully it goes back to prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but it but it, it's I'll spike my AV bag like it's 2009. Yeah, dude. Yeah, don't even because because the Chris and Eddie show, what we've been doing is it's we call What's it the Chris and Eddie show. So okay, so what the Chris and Eddie show is is we started doing it where I would take an edible, which we called oh. Eddie's, and I would say, I'm gonna take an edible, and now we're on the Chris and Eddie show where I would zone out and go crazy. But now Panic Attack City. Panic Attack City, Could but, not do but it. now it's morphed into not only take edible. We got mushrooms we might take. I, the last one I drank with a 40. Sometimes we wow. don't. Sometimes I'm not even on anything. I'm just talking to TT Jerry. Wow. And you Chrissy know. on the horse. It's yeah. him injecting a hard one. And but seeing, dude, but have you ever done mushrooms, by out. the way, or psilocybin or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we watch, and we talked about this last week on the podcast, but just someone, you know, who've used, you've used drugs. We, they said that psilocybin specifically can really help cure anxiety and depression because totally. it rewires and remaps your totally. brain. It almost gives your brain like a fresh Well, ketamine therapy is... I, and, and that's the thing too. It's for years, I mean like... A, a big part of recovery came about because when they cured tuberculosis, they didn't have anything to put in the tuberculosis ward. So they just started putting alcoholics in there. Really? And yeah. And then wow. they didn't know what to do with these alcoholics. And then these programs of recovery came around. So they're like, okay, just do that. That seems to be working. And it wasn't touched medically, scientifically for decades. And now they're finally like doing physiological, biological studies on actual addiction, actual yeah. alcoholism, and they're finding that there's other ways to deal with it. Like there's a medication I got on called Naltrexone, which is, it. I basically, it's, every time I would get sober, I'd still have this obsession. I'd No matter what, I would do everything that I was being told to do, and I'd still obsess and still like want to drink, and I just couldn't, whatever, because I, I also have chemically a lot of stuff that's not just addiction, you know? Sure. And so a, a lot of this stuff is hardline. God bless it. It saves thousands upon thousands, if not millions of lives. But if you ignore the medical aspect or the gifts of what other psilocybin, ketamine can do, you're denying people help of living a recovered life. Right. But a lot of it is you have to go deeper than just stopping drinking. The worst thing you can do and the hardest pill to swallow is quitting drugs and alcohol and then be like, oh, I'm the problem. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. fucking scary. That's Being more miserable in sobriety than you were drinking is a fucking gnarly, terrible place to be in. But you have, but that's the only way to get out of it. Because then I mean, eventually you start to love who you are as a sober yeah, person. Yeah, but it takes so much work yeah. because I've had emotional and spiritual bottoms way worse in sobriety than I ever did in alcoholism because the drugs and the drink anesthetize it. So right. then when you're totally sober, you feel even more hopeless because you're like, 
I don't have anything to even run from this. Right. It's fucking yep. gnarly, gnarly dude. dude. But I'm grateful for it because all the shit that happened kicked my ass to make me work harder on myself to get to a better place. Well, yeah, that, and I never want to go back, so I just keep trying to do what I'm well, doing. Well, that, that's what that's what I'm sorry I keep bringing up this book, but that's what I do when I'm reading a book. I just talk. I am through. They used to call me <laughs> Chrissy Eras because I'm just an Eras guy. I'm meaning like I go hard yeah. with one thing for like two months, and yes. then I completely forget about it. I love. I'm it. an addict too. That way. I love it. But right now I'm going hard with David Goggins and this book can't hurt me. And what he says is what you need to do, what we all need to do is is is, is any experience you've ever had that's horrible, mm -hmm. all you got to think about it is, 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 is it's callousing your mind. Like when you lift weights in the beginning, yeah, yeah. the weights hurt your hands, but then you develop callus on them and it doesn't hurt you anymore. That's what happens with the brain. He's like, yeah. it calluses your brain. And then as you go, grow older, you should be, he says the, the whole concept of someone, or maybe he didn't say this, it's something I thought of, but the whole concept of as we're getting older, we're getting weaker is so bullshit. Right. It's like, you should be, as you're getting older, you're getting stronger because you're just getting experience after yeah. experience after experience. Dude, one, one of my favorite quotes is from the woman that founded Adult Children of Alcoholics is uh, this woman, Claudia Black. She says, it is Don't never too late to have a happy childhood. Wow. And it's so much is about perception and uh, perspective and how you view things. Everything can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're looking for negativity, you're going to find negativity. Sure. If you're trying to find the positive, you're going to find the positive. Which way do you want to live? You exactly. know? And when you're living in this you know, grievance society of like victimhood and everything, yeah. you're going to live a miserable life. Yeah. And no one owes you shit, dude. Yeah. I, you know, like, I, I don't know, whatever. I, I used to really hate it, but, you know, my dad died when I was eight. And I, was, I had a lot of anger and that kind of fueled like my drinking and stuff. Right. And I'm not like... Hey, thanks for dying, dude. But it's right. like, I can find gratitude in it now because it made me who I am. But it took a lot of years to figure that out. Yeah. You know? And well, and, and I'm... I, the best advice I ever got was hearing, like, this too shall pass and not even meaning, like, the bad times, yeah. but the good times, too. And yeah. knowing that it's going to end and it'll evolve and when it yeah. gets bad, that'll pass, too. And it's all fucking how you deal with it, you know? Well, there was, that's why it brings us... To this, the closing, actually, there was a whole reason why we wanted you on this podcast. Your dad didn't die. He just left the family, and he's back. Here he <laughs> oh is. Oh, my God. Dad. <laughs> there he is. Oh, my God. Here's I knew dad. you moved it's to Staten Island. Yes. From Cartel Ham Studio, is he is dead. <laughs> Give me a hug, Jeremy. I That's needed it for 30 years. He's got turquoise hair, you fucking homo. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I got it from somewhere, dad, dad. <laughs> Suck his cock. <laughs> I love it, bro. Oh, man. No, what a great episode, dude. Where can people find you next, man? Oh, my God. Uh, iAnimal69 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm on the road a bunch. Uh, and I got a podcast, Bye Guys, on Gas Digital. You should come and do it. It's oh, really fun. It. Who do you co-host it with? Uh, Zach Amico. Zach, oh, Zach Amico, hilarious. I yes. love Zach Amico. So fucking funny, dude. Is he funny, bi dude. as well? Yes. Zach is wow. bi, okay. And he's yeah. married to a woman. Yeah. It doesn't define you, fellas. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I have a Sopranos podcast with Sam Roberts oh, called me. Sopranos dude. Prima Volta. I'm telling you. YouTube.com slash not Sam. YouTube slash, what is it? Slash not Sam. Yeah. So what you and I animal six nine. I post all my shit. On I there. animal six nine, baby. So what you should, what I'm telling you, and I said this before, before the pod started, if you and again, Chrissy Ares, I'm in the zone. Just I'm I'm all in on this. If you love Sopranos, start watching Yellowstone. 
Dude, Yellowstone is like The Sopranos, but in Montana. And Kevin Costner's James Gandolfini, dude. It's what? wild. Hopefully they die the same way. Kevin Costner? <laughs> he dies? No. Don't tell me that. I thought Tony no, lived no, 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 no. Well, Tony Soprano, it's interesting. When you're done with the show, yes. you we got to have another conversation. And you, just, I want you to... Explain the ending to me. Yes. Because it's still to this day, if you don't know what's, and we're not going to tell you, um, it's just, you kind of watch that show and you're like, wow, that could have went a million different ways. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys. So that was Ian. We got Jeremy from, uh, what is it again? Cartel Hair Studio in Soho. Cartel. Do you do, do you dye hair? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look at my head. Nice, dude. Yeah, it's man. not really the best advertisement, <laughs> but you know. Jeremy's a great guy. If you're in Soho, you want to get a, you want to get a haircut. By uh by by this by this thing then um, <laughs> <laughs> by this by this blue hair he'll be great no dude yeah he'll uh you guys can riot and then get a haircut no he, Jeremy's great did a great I haven't seen the haircut but does it look good How's fantastic it look? there it goes dude. Jeremy it's kills amazing. it dude. and he's gonna be yeah so he's he's the man go go get go to a cartel uh, hair studio um right is that what it's called. Yep, Cartel Hair Studio in, in Soho. And uh, yeah, man, ChristyComedy.com for all my stand updates. Uh, I'll be in West Palm Beach at the Palm Beach Improv. Then I'm on tour, co headlining with Sal Volcano, December 26th to the 31st, co headliner. We got uh, Texas, Missouri, Ohio, and then starting in January, baby, 14th, 15th, we got, a com- we got a comedy club in Austin, Texas. But then the 29th, we start with the Chrissy Theaters, everybody, CTE tour. First one, we kick it <laughs> off with the Borgata. So, and we go all the way through May with all the theaters. Dates, check the city, ChristyComedy.com, Ian Fine Dance, Homeless Pimp, Jeremy, my family sitting in the corner. We love you, baby. Thank you. Absolutely. Bring Trump back. Hell yeah. (laughs) 